Hi, I'm Rochelle Jackson, and this is The Crime Couch. I'm an investigative journalist and true crime author, and I know who's who in the zoo. The crims, the cops, and the interesting individuals in between. So get comfy and join me here on The Crime Couch. It's going to be one heck of a journey. Glenn Dutchie Holland wasn't always a Victoria Police Sergeant. He used to work in the casino industry on a tiny island called Tinian and on cruise ships around the world. Dutchie's been in the job for 21 years, starting in Frankston on the van. He then became a detective working in Frankston, Dandenong and Crime Command. He's currently working on the front line in Melbourne. But it's Dutchie's work around mental health and PTSD where he's really made a difference and been recognised for. In 2018, Dutchie was the Blue Ribbon Officer of the Year. He's been awarded the Chief Commissioner's Health and Safety Award and last year was the recipient of an APM for his work in mental health. He joins me on the crime couch to talk about his campaign, Protecting the Protectors. Hi, Dutchie, and welcome to the crime couch. Thanks, Rochelle. That's a fair bit of an introduction, and hopefully I'm making a difference. I think you definitely are. (laughs) This is a long way from the casino industry, isn't it? It surely is. I, uh, I love the casino industry. It was fantastic. Guest relations skills is pretty much one of the main components of working in the casino industry and having the opportunity to be able to talk to many people around the world and entertain them and at the same time get to know who they are so they can enjoy themselves. Why did you join Victoria Police? When I was a little kid, I actually loved well, I love German Shepherds now and I thought, how amazing is this? Who could be a police officer and... Uh, have a German Shepherd as your work partner, but then I worked out that they do a lot of night shifts and afternoon shifts, so I gave that component up pretty quick. But, uh, yeah, look, I applied when I was 17 up in Queensland uh, as a cadetship, and uh, I remember the sergeant then, when he interviewed me, he said, go and travel the world. Go and get yourself, have a life before you come and join a job, go and travel the world. So I literally did travel the world, and when I came back from the cruise ships and the casino industry, part of the Braxy 800, I think, recruiting campaign. So that's where I'm now here. Let's have a little bit of a review about your pretty extraordinary work that you've been doing in Victoria Police about mental health. Why did you create Protecting the Protectors, Dutchie? Well, back when I was a trainee at Frankston, I had a sergeant that took me under his wing, Sergeant John Carter, and I remember John many years ago telling me, he said, oh, look, Dutchie, I'm... I'm actually leaving the job. I've got PTSD and I'm, I'm leaving. I'm see carts. I didn't even have a clue why or how or whatever. Is there anything I can do? And he said, no, nah, it's too late for me, Dutchie. But he did say, can you do me a favour and help raise awareness so members can speak up and talk about it so they can continue to do the job that they love to do? Because he loves the job, but unfortunately the mental health uh, issues that he had, unfortunately he had to uh, resign from the job. So that's where we all started. He was a good mate, he, he taught me a lot of things, so he asked me to do something, so that's where I am. I thought I'd only do it for six months and now I'm heading into my seventh year, so uh, I'm doing all right. 
What's it meant to you, Dutchie, to run a campaign like this and to be recognised so much internally as well as externally? What's it meant to you? Look, it's not really about the recognition. I can tell you that right now. It's um, it's more of just, for me, removing the stigma and actually getting my friends and that to either one, not kill themselves, is probably the first and foremost, two, put their hand up and ask for help. You know, it's uh, just something that uh, I'm quite passionate about. You know, I, I, I love the job. It's still 21 years in this job. I love it. And uh, I, as I said, I want everyone else to love it and I want people to come and enjoy it. Uh, of course, we do see things that we don't want to see, but uh, that's just where we're at. So I love the campaign because it's it, it gives me a fire in my belly as well. Plus, it keeps me fit. There's a lot of police assistant groups, Dutchie, as you would know. There's Police Legacy, Police Veterans of Victoria, the Blue Ribbon Foundation and the Police Association. Why do members and emergency service employees, why do they need another support group? I just think the more support groups that we have, the better it is. It's like if someone's not okay with one, they can go to another one for assistance. But you find with these support groups that you're talking about, we actually all work cohesive together and we discuss mental health issues and it's actually an open conversation. You know, you're also including uh, Mark Thomas with the Code 9 Foundation and uh, you've got Beyond Blue and you've got TPAV's Blue Hub and all that sort of stuff. So everything is all there and so we're all helping and we're all there for the one benefit and that is for our members to seek help when required. How many current and former members do you think you'd estimate would be affected by mental health? Would you ever know that sort of number, Glenn? No, absolutely not. There'd be, I, I just, you know, I get messages from myself where people still at times reach out to me and I, I refer and give them the referrals to the Blue Harbour and Police Welfare and that. But there are members that still probably um, won't be active enough and speak up and seek help. And so I'm just trying to make sure that these blokes or these ladies or folks put their hand up, come and speak to someone and ask for assistance. Why do you think it's so hard for members? And like I reflect on my father, uh, as I said, a 12372 number, dad at 85. I mean, I can certainly see at times that he's suffering from PTSD. Why is it so hard for police members current and former, to actually ask for help, do you think? Oh, look, we still have the mental health stigma, okay? That's um, the unfortunate part. But for me, that's why I tell people, come and grab a donut and have a chat with me, you know? Just shoot the bruise and see where we can go from there. It's just, it's not like a straight-up formal, you know, you've got a problem, let's go and fix it sort of thing because it's a long long road, mental health's a long road. So I just ask all our members, go and see a doctor, go and speak to a mate, go and speak to family. If someone turns around and says, yeah, you're going all right, if you're not, say, no, I'm not, and see where you go from there. If you just say those magic words, no, I'm not right, see where it runs. Recently, another member from Moorabbin tragically took his life. Just how serious is this issue, Dutchie? Oh, mental health is a serious issue. It's as uh, simple as that. We don't want any of our members or any retired veterans passing away due to mental health. And hence the reason why I want to raise awareness for mental health, because I sort of 
take it a little bit on edge because I think I've got more work to do with the Fighting PTSD Protecting the Protectors campaign because I don't want anyone falling through the cracks. Hence the reason why I continue to raise the awareness. I don't want anyone to fall through, and I, you know, and that's where we're at. Hopefully, hopefully, no one keeps falling through the cracks, and that's what I'm trying to stop. Why do you think police members, Dutchie, are more prone to mental health issues than, say, other occupations? It might be the bleeding obvious, but what do you think? I can only talk from my personal experiences and, you know, 20-odd years on the job, and I will put a trigger warning in here just in case, you know, because, you know, <laughs> some of the jobs which I've attended to, I've gone to a SIDS where the mother's holding the baby and as soon as I've walked in the door, has put this beautiful child in my hands and said around and just said to me straight up, "Can you help me?" Like the beautiful, peaceful child's passed away, and I can't do anything about it. Um, and that's part of that was my job at the day. And you know, when you're there on scene, you take the complete emotion out of your job, you know, and you do the job of what you got to do. And down the track, you sit there and you talk about it and you think about it, you know. Um, but yeah, we go to jobs which the general public don't see, don't hear, and hopefully will never see or hear or see it. So that's why. You know, we, we, we do a job, we're all in this job because we love serving the community, but unfortunately events and incidents happen where we have to just deal with it. Dutchie, I, I do think that police members now are getting better at asking for help, but I suppose my biggest concern is about veterans because often... They're no longer, of course, in the job. They're often more isolated. They're older and they're less reluctant maybe to ask for help. Is that what you're finding? No, not now. I think you've got the Police Veterans uh, Victoria Association, which Dave McGowan is running a fantastic job. And uh, we're just reaching out to make sure that those retired members have got a place where they can speak to and still because they're still part of the blue family that you you never leave when you retire you never leave the blue family you're just not doing that job at the moment and you so come to you know speak to blue ribbon police legacy speak to anyone and reach out and uh but yeah dave mcgowan is running a great shop with uh, police veterans you talk about assistance for the police veterans we've currently got um pretty proud with the uh, Protecting the Protectors is that we've got the Assistance Dogs Program, which has just started, which Blue Ribbon have just uh, announced. And so the people, if, if they see the criteria of you know retiring from a job due to mental health issues and have been diagnosed with PTSD, make an application. There's dogs there, and this is a program which has got so far three years we're in for it, and I want it to go for the long haul. So this is where former members that have been diagnosed virtually have a trauma-assisted dog to help them in their life. Yeah, through Police Assistance Australia. And we know how good these uh, companion or the assistance dogs are. Pat Daly loves Lucy. Lucy slobbers all over him. And, of course, we all know Ron Fenton had a great job with Yogi as well. So it, we know it works. We've just got to get it all up there and keep it going. You're doing fantastic work. You're really making a difference. Congratulations. To people that are listening to the podcast, say maybe former or current members, how does PTSD turn up or how does it show in someone's life, do you think, Dutchie? I'm unsure. I just finished doing an undergraduate in mental health and I think it 
more confused me a little bit away sort of thing, you know, because mental health, it, it can creep up on you. It can, And hopefully it doesn't with me. As I said when we spoke before this, you know, I, I, I don't have the nightmares. I don't have the, the, the non-sleep or anything like that, but there have been incidents which I do remember sort of thing. Um, so what I'm just trying to so say, I don't know. I could, if we all knew that answer, that's a million-dollar question pretty much of if we knew how it starts or when it starts, we'll be able to, you know, go through from there which i have no doubt you know phoenix australia and beyond blue and they've all done their studies and that sort of thing so hopefully we can one day we all be able to talk about it put a hand up and make it just a normal common conversation which is starting to happen but we still need more people to talk about it i suppose really um i've asked you a difficult question because you're not a psychologist but I suppose what how it does show up in people's lives is just not feeling that you're feeling okay. Is that, you know, that old are you okay day, do you think that's part of it? Oh, I think you've got to ask the question, are you okay? You're talking about symptoms and all that sort of stuff. I know at times I can get angry, I can get frustrated, and it's not, I don't know why, but I just do. So if I feel like I'm a bit on edge or something like that, I go for a run. You know, I'm using exercise to... Get myself out there, you know. I, I, don't, I don't mind if I run in the rain or if I run in the sunshine, I don't care. I have to run in the morning though. I can't do afternoon runs. I've eaten too much food or donuts during the day. So, you know. <laughs> Exercise is a big thing for you. Does it does it make a difference, do you think, to, to people or, say, members' health and, and former members' health doing some exercise? Oh, absolutely. We all know, being with uh, Victoria Police or Dr. Gil Martin with his Bible, the uh, survival guide, you know, 22 minutes a day of exercise, even if it's just walking, it's going to clear your head, get your thinking and work out what you need to do. For anyone listening, Dutchie, that believes they've got a, a, they're wrestling with something or they're just not feeling right, they're not feeling sort of, you know, the, like their normal self in inverted commas. What what would you recommend? What advice would you give them? Talk up, pretty much. If you're not feeling right, if you feel that you've got something there that you need to get off your shoulders, go to a doctor, go and speak to a friend, go and speak to a family. If, as soon as you get to a doctor, you've got 10 free uh, sessions with a counsellor or a psychologist or a psychiatrist and they can go from there. And all you got to do is just open up. All you got to do is open up and let the airways flow. And you'll see the benefit that will come out. You're talking about donuts a lot. I've got to ask you, is this something that you have a tendency to eat? And what? tell us about the donut, because it's a bit of a stereotype, isn't it? Look, it's a cliche with police officers, and I think it's it's a, a, to me it's a comedy cliche, and so why not? use something that's different to start a conversation with mental health. Uh, the people, the supporters that participate in events with the Fighting PTSD campaign, we all finish, we all have that selfie photo with a donut to say that we've done it, we feel great and we're promoting mental health. And how fond are you of the donuts, Dutchie? Unfortunately, at 105 kilograms, I'm very fond of uh, the donuts. Well, it's not illegal. You're often... Pictured it in social media after a fun run with a donut. Is this become a thing now? So, is that right that members actually do a selfie with a donut? Yeah, it happens. Don't worry about it. It's not only members that do it, it's the people just out in the public that are supporting the campaign. But that's just one thing for me because a lot of people look at me and 
you know, I probably don't look like the healthiest guy that's running around, but I'll go and do a half marathon or a full marathon, uh, which I did. I, I think I've done four full marathons now, and I've crossed the Melbourne Marathon finish line with donuts sort of thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, which I think is just great, you know. So, But one day I might catch up with me, so I've just got to keep running and uh, exercising while I'm there. It makes, look, I'm a cyclist. It makes a massive difference to my life exercise every day. Do you think it makes a difference to to you know members' life if they can factor in some exercise? Oh, absolutely. You just you can't just work, go home, and cook and clean and sleep. It's just uh, you need to actually get out there and get some sunshine. And you know, I'm in a great part of the world. I've got a beach just to the uh, the right left hand side of me, sort of thing. So it's perfect just to go for a walk or a bike ride along beach road. It's fantastic. You know, uh, I love it. You know, and and I have a swim down for the piers and all that sort of stuff. So, any exercise is great exercise. I don't think anyone's turned around and said, "Geez, exercise, I, I just hate it," because it actually feels good once you're finished. During, yeah, I'm exhausted, I'm stuffed, but at the end of it, I know. The other day, I actually was putting my socks on to go for a run, and I was actually swearing and cursing at myself, saying, "I really don't want to do this." But as soon as I got out that door and I finished, it was a seven k run. I loved it. So I just had to get my foot out the door, and that's all it is, just to start. Dutchie, you're absolutely a legend. I'm also really curious to know, tell us about the bigger plan for protecting the protectors. Have you got a vision? Have you got something that you're wanting to do? Like, what's your goals or some of your goals for this year? My goals again this year is to continue participating in many events and getting more people involved to help raise awareness for mental health, to help reduce the stigma of mental health. And, you know, if all of my friends and supporters are running, they know that if their friends have got trouble, they can come and speak to them because they're talking about mental health, they're approachable with mental health. Long-term goal for me... I'd love to get a police hospital. I've always started that from day one, but I don't have, I'm not a philanthropist. I don't have multi-millions of dollars sort of thing. My campaign has also been non-political. I've never made it political because it's just me wanting to help and save my friends and colleagues and enjoy the job that we all love. Dutchie, all power to you. Now, anyone listening out there that's a current or former member that's maybe done the journey of you know, dealing with their mental health and wanting to participate in your campaign, what do they do? Like, how do you, do you have people working for you? Do you have volunteers? How's, how does it work? Uh, there's myself that runs the social media post with a gentleman called Gary Swanton. He's part of the Navy. He's a good friend of mine with uh, triathlons and uh, Michael Glutes from Cooking His Home is Fun. Uh, he runs the web page. There's three of us. Um, but apart from that, I, I don't ask for donations or anything now. There's a donation link there which will go to a, the Assistance Dogs program for Blue Ribbon. I just want people to come and have a run. I want people to go and have a swim or a bike ride. And if they throw a, a, a campaign top on, I know that they're supporting. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. They don't need to, there's no club, there's no membership, there's no nothing. It's just, you know, and if they see me in the top, come and say hello. Simple as that. And say, g'day, Dutchie. Thank you. 
you know, I have no doubt I've helped one person over the six years and coming into seven. So I just want to keep helping people. I don't know if I do or if I'm not, but I think I am. I definitely think you are. People can buy some of the apparel. They can buy a T-shirt. I mean, give us the website and give us the, you know, any other social media addresses that people can actually then link in or suss out. How do you get a hold of Protecting the Protectors, Glenn? If you go to protectingtheprotectors.com, you'll see the webpage there. That's where our clothing is. I predominantly use Facebook, which is Fighting PTSD Vicpole. Uh, you'll see my big fat ugly mug on the front thing with a, with a donut. And, uh, and I usually do a post once a week promoting what events we have coming up. You don't have to run. You can walk or you can just come and say hello and get out in the fresh air and bring your family along. And that's pretty much it. I use Instagram and also LinkedIn as well under my name. Dutchie, it's been a real pleasure. You do make a difference. I think you're a very humble person. You're making an extraordinary difference. All power to you. And thank you very much for sitting with me today on The Crime Couch. Thanks, Rochelle. Great. Catch up. Thanks for joining me. I'm Rochelle Jackson, and I look forward to your company next time 